The Six Pointer Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Six Pointer Podcast. Prior to Crystal Palace's home game against Newcastle United, um, the Six Pointer Podcast, which you can find on now, I, I need to remember to keep doing this uh, Twitter, at Six Pointer Podcast, Instagram, and the Palace Eagles app, which is uh, a new app made by Palace fans, for Palace fans, worth checking out. There's plenty of podcast news on there as well. Um, Matthew, look at the team news then for, for today's game. Obviously, the big talking point is that Luka Milovojevic is out. Um, the back line as we expected, but a bit of a, I don't know, would we say a shake-up in midfield? We've had so many injuries late, it's not really a, a strange sign seeing, seeing this uh, change in midfield, is it? No, it's, it's not that an alien team, is it, really, to us? Uh, obviously, Scott Dan coming in is, is kind of the biggest change, um, and, and obviously he's been out for some time, uh, although has been sort of in recovery for a period, so hopefully he will step in and, and um, you know, we fully expect him to do a... Uh, a very good job there. Um, I guess, as you say, the midfield is is the change with Luca missing out. I believe to this to this virus that's been doing the rounds within the squad. Um, but but yeah, I, you know, I don't I don't look at that sort of midfield. Do you call it? I thought you just call it a three yeah. uh, of Kaite, MacArthur, and McCarthy, and think anything other than solid. So I, I'm not I'm not phased by it. I'm not I'm not bothered. And again, this is the 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 beauty of the the, the strength that we do have in those two areas. It's just just, just up front we haven't we haven't got the, the depth in uh, in attack. Well, something we've always talked about on the pod is strength and depth. And you look at that that bench today: Hennessy, uh, Kelly, Reederworld, Mayer, Towns, and Perry and Tusson. I mean, there's certainly players which can come on and affect the game now in terms of attacking if you're behind like Townsend and Tosin. It's, it's, it's interesting isn't it because Benteke's kept his place Yeah. so fair play to, to Benteke and also and to And rightly Roy. so he's been playing well I thought. Yeah yeah last few games he has he's definitely imposed himself you know he, he's winning he's winning balls up to him he's being the outlet that we've needed long needed so so fair play to, to him giving his place interestingly though actually looking at it that Kelly hasn't got back in over Scott Dan yeah. that, 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 that was the one that I'd I'd assumed, given his performances with uh, my, um, Gary Cahill early in the season, that Martin Kelly would be potentially ahead of Scott Dan in the pecking order. But maybe, you know, the fact that he was deployed at right back uh, um, in recent weeks and, and obviously shown his frailty there, maybe that's that's affected Roy's decision there somewhat. But something I'm really pleased to see is Gary Cahill captain. I mean, we all yeah. talk about captains, and yeah, I, I understand that the role of captaincy has changed in recent years. But someone who, who like him is very vocal. You always see him talking, shouting. It's good to see that. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him sort of um, barking orders around. He'd probably be my captain anyway, to be honest with you. So yeah, I'm really pleased to say it's really nice. Um, but you know, you know, you know, referring back to the bench, we have got options to change it up. You know, T- Andrew Townsend's on there as well. You know, as we mentioned, Tosin, uh, uh, Meyer as well. So th- there are there are options, and it's great. It's good to see Brandon Perrick back on the back on the bench as well. So um, yeah, yeah, looking looking forward to it. Excellent. And, and we just wanted to mention. Sorry, I'm a beer there. <laughs> <laughs> the beer's getting to me. Um, we just want to mention, obviously, this is the first time because we've got a friend down, uh, big up Tom from Bristol, who's coming down with his two young boys. We've actually gone to the fan zone pre-match, haven't we? Um, this is the first time I've ever been in there, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I can understand, you know, why people don't like it, but I thought, you know, for the kids, you know, and, and in terms of the teenagers getting out, Chris Grierson comes out of two and gives the teenagers you can have a beer there, and they're giving out free bits of pie today. You know, it's quite nice to see that because we always. I think me and you always think about Palace as a club that, you know, traditionally, you know, was was a bit, 
neglected maybe um, and, that, and that's just due to our, our sort of insight in the infrastructure through, the, through the, the years that we were in the Championship and we've not seen much of that in the Premier League We've because maybe because our own fault we haven't bothered to visit the fan zone and other things before but you said yourself you were quite impressed with how, how it was all sort of organised I thought it was a good setup, and you know they had a section of the car park area but they probably could have had twice three times space and still filled it, it was it was pumping in there you know there was a DJ playing music there was games and things going on they had the crystals in there there was sort of you know penalty kick competitions and things going on for the for the youngers and, and you know I say music and, and sort of beers and food going around as well so it was a really good setup and it's a really good thing that Palace are, are doing it felt like it felt like Box Park yeah a little bit yeah it felt like that, like that. that yeah, kind of vibe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and you know and, and, you, and your friends uh, obviously have come over for the game uh, we got to meet them as well so yeah, we, got, we got to mention Anders and, and Crystal Palace as he's called on Twitter he's brought over 10 Danish lads for the, the game today hopefully uh, to see a Palace victory on that then let's go for predictions I've gone for 2-1 Palace with uh, Benteke and ooh, the captain Gazasi getting the goals go on uh, I think it's going to be very tight. I'm going to say there's going to be one goal in it and I'm going to go 1-0 Palace. I'm going to go Tosin to come off the bench and score. So in a the, late goal? In a 78th minute. Wait, that's worth a bet, that one, isn't it? I mean, you get, you get some money on that. If anyone gets some money, can I have a, can I have a cut, please? <laughs> well, they listen to this after the game, remember? This isn't going out live, so... Well, uh, they, they still would have heard me. They, they're, they're, they're sort of the, the messages would have been sent subliminally. Any, any time travellers out there, let, 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 us, let us know and uh, <laughs> send us your, 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 your couple of quid. Similarly, anyone's got a lot of your numbers for tonight, sort us out. Yeah, excellent. Right, so um, we'll be back after the game then with a bit of a post-match reaction in a uh, hopefully a less windy environment. Uh, hopefully celebrating a Crystal Palace win at the Palace. At the Palace. Hello and welcome back. This is part two of the Six Pointer podcast. Uh, we're here after Crystal Palace's 1-0 home victory over Newcastle United. Matthew, um, personally I thought it was a well-deserved three points, especially given the first half display where we were pretty dominant, weren't we? It's nice to say victory. Been a long time. Boxing uh, Day. This is the last victory, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Nice to hear those. Uh, all that. Better say. It, we're after a victory, three points. Um, yeah. I. I. Um, I thought we were. We were brilliant the first half. I thought we um, created lots of chances, which is normally our um, our downfall. Mm. We don't normally create enough, but we created lots of chances. There were two notable efforts both headers um, Cahill and then Dan the second one wasn't it and both set pieces weren't they and, and, and great saves from Martin Dubravka the former SBL keeper who made some fantastic um, saves for, for, for those ones yeah their goalkeeper kept them in at first half um, my, my worry was that um, we only went in one new up and, and only just went in one new up didn't we so goal was only just before half time um, nice PVA free kick my worry was that we were kicking the wrong way for the second half. That's <laughs> normally the the Palace first half, and I and, and you know I, I worried that we might um, have a bit of a flat second half. But but I I thought we continued to do well. It was just just it just it was a bit too close. It was a bit unnecessarily close, wasn't it? At the end of it. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I felt we did well. I'm really surprised on the possession stats. You and I just pulled up the stats, and 56% to Newcastle, um, which is surprising because I thought we had a lot of the ball. Well, I, I think I think most of that was probably because they stretched the play quite well. Obviously, they got Saint Maxime and they brought on Matt Ritchie, Matt Ritchie as well. I think with about half an hour to go, and they stretched the play or tried to stretch the play quite a lot. And and Joel Ward and PBA, who were pushed up, almost played as wing backs, like. Well, I guess like Danny Rose was actually as well. Um, 
I, I think that's that's probably where that position comes from the fact that they they were sort of stretching the play and and running down towards the saying that even in the second half I never really felt like they I never really felt that threatened I don't think I can't remember in the second half a shot on target they had I think no. throughout the whole well, game I think they only had a couple on no, target they, they did that they did they, uh, they had two long range shots in the game didn't they the first and that's it half. those are the only two on target then yeah uh, from what I remember first first half there was the one that looked like it was going in I said to you I'm not sure if it's going in you said it, it looked like it was I think we saw it in the uh, replay at half time yeah. it was a good save from Guaita and then second half a similar long range shot they had as well which he saved but I don't think he needed to necessarily tip over the bar Yeah. Um, but yeah apart from that they didn't massively threaten I didn't really feel concerned at any point it was just more about the fact we didn't put away some of the chances we had um, but you know we mentioned earlier about the, the sort of the first half performance it, it, it could have gone quite differently because there, there were eight yellow cards in that game and obviously a red card right at the end mm. at the, sort of the final knockings, um, but it, it I worry I worried because Palace's uh, midfield uh, tends to be quite sort of um, what's the term get get stuck in a bit bitey a bit nitty gritty with the the, the two Jimmy Max um, and Kaito obviously as well and the early yellow card that James MacArthur no James McCarthy sorry got I worried would um, mean that we would struggle to kind of contain and and drive the the midfield on a bit of a tightrope but but actually it was the other way around Newcastle got majority of the yellow cards Um, so so so, no we 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 dug in well um, and as we've said we created lots I guess the frustrating thing is it was only one nil yeah I think I mean well, I, I take that all day. As I said, it's, it's been a long time since you won, but notable, notable um, performances or, or shout-outs, I think, t- needs to go to James McCarthy, who who cleared that ball off the line. I know McCarthy gets a lot of stick from some of the fans, but I thought, you know, he he was always there and he was very good at doing a bit of the dirty work today. Check Coyote was fantastic today. I mean, in terms of, I've talked to you before about him carrying the ball and he did it I think there was a point in the second half before he, he went off injured and um, hopefully he isn't out for too long it's just a knock but he really carried the ball probably about 40-50 yards and got us up up the pitch and he, he did really well at doing that today um, and Jordan Ayew who, who sort of showed flashes of, of, of brilliance here and there as well and really carried the ball well on the wing I think to be fair he was probably the better winger ahead of Zaha who looked like he was having a bit of an off day today um, although obviously Zaha was through on goal in the 94th minute or whatever it was and, and who was the bloke who got set was it their right back I think Lazaro? it was Lazaro Lazaro yeah it was their right back who, who just pulled him down I don't think he was even on a yellow it was a straight red it was sort of last man and but we can't obviously not mention the free kick which was uh, just before half time um I think it might be an AU that won it, maybe, or Benteke, I can't remember. Um, or even Kote, actually. Um, but won it just, just off the D, and uh, we we know that we were missing Luka Milivojevic today. Um, and I think, if I'm honest, I don't want to be down on Luka, but I think we actually look better without him in the team. Um, we passed the ball around a lot better. Czech Kote playing in that, that sitting role, and able to drive forward, did, did really well. I think he's got a better range of passing than Luka. Um and, and and PVA stepped up with a free kick. Obviously, you say Luca would have been on free kicks, wouldn't he? And and, and corners. Um, two of the corners were taken by McCarthy and and PVA that we mentioned earlier for the Scott Dan Gary Cahill um, headers respectively. But um, PVA with a free kick, and I think, like I said to you, if if the goalkeeper hadn't taken one step to his left, anticipating it was going over the wall, the left foot strike, you know, trying to bend it in there, and he actually went the other way. I think he would have probably would have got there, but it was a good finish, wasn't it? Nice free kick, yeah. I can't remember the last free kick 
goal we scored we scored like that actually as well. Right, even Luca wouldn't it? At no, some point. Yeah, but I think it's interesting because the the Luca's absence meant that set pieces went to other players. Mm. So like we've we've said the corners. So PVA and um, James McCarthy took the corners. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, the free kick there that ordinarily would have been Miljevojevic taking it was PVA and he scored. So it, it's it you know we we often talk about lack of options and how. Roy is going to struggle to change it up. Actually, you know, in in key positions, we have got people who will step up mm-hmm. um, and step in, and and you know the absence of Milivojevic, you know, again in in a game that you know, like I said earlier, I was concerned was going to go a different way because of our style of play uh, and the way in which we um, had to control the midfield and the the bite, bitey nature of it. Um, we didn't seem to suffer in that respect, so it was good. I thought, like you said, I thought um, Jordan I was fantastic today. You know, he got on the ball and 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 he carried us uh, on a number of occasions on the pitch. I thought Benteke had another solid game. You know, won most stuff up to him. A uh, couple of opportunities where I thought he should have shot earlier. Same with Ayu actually. I was, yeah. I was, there, there, there was a little bit of a taking one one too many touches at a point in time. Uh, I agree with you. I thought Coyote was good. Uh, McCarthy and MacArthur were solid again. Scott Dan did well, mm. considering. You know, yeah, he played, he the played for a while, has he? So it's good for him to come in. And, and, and I think, yeah, I mean, like he had that header. He's always been that aerial threat, hasn't he? And him and him and Cahill seem to work really well today. I think um, Cahill, like we said before, absolutely bossed in terms of um, direction and, and being that vocal captain that you don't often see these days. Um, and him and Dan was was a good combination. Um, I think Martin Kelly can feel a bit hard, a bit hard done by not to, not to be put in there. But I mean, I think Scott Dan's certainly um, earned his position to keep if if Tomkins is out for the next game. Um, if I had to push you then for a man of the match, who who would it be from a, from a Palace perspective? Probably are you? Yeah. But, but because of because of the the fact that he got on the ball so many times with with. Those mazy runs that he's become accustomed to. It's only sort of this season he started. Yeah. He started doing that, particularly more of late. But I, I, th- I think for me, him. Um, what about you? No, I, can't, I, can't, I can't disagree with you. I think Ayu for me. I mean, close behind him would be Checo too for me. Um, just given his, 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 I think everything went through him today. He did really well. Um, and that puts us what on thirty-three points now. Um, and my, as I said, my calculations put us. It's about thirty-six, thirty-seven would be the safety mark. Um, where does that take us then? Thirteenth on thirty-three, and that's what? What are we nine points clear of West Ham? Yeah, twenty-four on twenty-four. And although they they they're playing tomorrow, I think, aren't they? Um, on Sunday, I, sh- I should say. So I mean, things are looking good, but uh, like I said, I think Newcastle. That was a game they needed to win. Um, but the, but they that that I think maybe now that's that's a case that they're sort of dragged back into it a little bit now. Um, well, we've talked about these being a run of fixtures that Palace need to get some result out results out of. Yeah. So obviously next game is um, is Brighton away, and we you know we never know which way that's going to go. Uh, that's been a bit of an iffy one for us last few few mm. years. Then it's Watford at home, and again that should be an interesting one because they have picked up of late. But again, mm. we still should be in at home get something from that, and then it's Bournemouth away before I think it's more of a tricky run, isn't it? When we hit into some Liverpool's and and others where we kind of would say you know they're their points that we don't expect to pick up um so so yeah it, it, it's good to get the win today and i thought we looked good particularly after a break you never know which going to go yeah. it's going to go after a break whether they'll come back and kind of not hit the the road running but i thought from the the minute go we were pressuring newcastle we were the dominant side um, we looked like the home side which we often don't particularly yeah. from the start of games 
Um, that's why I kind of joked to you we were kicking the wrong way for the first half and my fear for the second half. But, you know, it, 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 it was good. And I, it, it, nice to get a result at home after uh, a bit of a, like we said, a bit of a break from uh, from, from getting into the habit of um, of winning. And we talk about us at a ch- like missing that, that sort of uh, sharpness up front. I thought Newcastle really, they showed nothing really. That Joel Linton, I mean, he, he went missing for large periods of the mm. game. Uh, Almore, I know he came off for Dwight Gale. I don't think he really had much of an impact. They seem to have, you know, when you've got Richie and Sat Maxim, you've got wingers, out out wingers, um, but they don't really have anything to, to sort of finish it off, I guess, which is um, going to be uh, an issue for Newcastle. Um, but no, not our concern. You know, we're, we're walking away from this, three points better off. So I'm um, very happy with the win, obviously, and we can go and enjoy our Saturday evenings. Um, just a nod towards uh, tomorrow's game. Espia uh, are playing away at Lingby. I think Lingby are sitting in eighth position in the in the Danish Super League, and Espia obviously uh, second to bottom. Um, after the uh, 16 points after the win, which they picked up when we were there uh, last uh, last Friday, which was which was uh, enjoyable and a nice enjoyable trip for us from um, what we remember anyway. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. Um, given SBS performance last last Friday, you'd hope that they can carry that on into uh, into tomorrow's game really and and get another three points and really start to to push on, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I hope so. Like 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 we've just been saying uh, on the walk back to the car after the game. Um, it's one of those ones where you know they would hope to pick something up from, uh, and um, whilst they're not going to be away from the bottle bat- battle at the bottom of the table, um, it gives them an opportunity to kind of you know even push for the for the playoffs um, and hopefully you know contest for something to turn the season around somewhat. Yeah, and, and I think so. Most importantly, is it's just putting some distance between them and and, and Silverborg at the bottom, yeah. uh, who are stuck on ten points. And I mean, if you can put another three points, that's a nine point gap then between you and and the bottom team, which uh, really will give it a bit of a boost. And defensively, it looked like it's shored up now. I mean, if you can go and beat FC Copenhagen in the way that they did, yeah. um, and Copenhagen, who provided a, a formidable opponent to Celtic in midweek um, with a one-one victory there, one-one um, victory, isn't just one. One-one draw, I should say. Sorry, yeah, it's, it's too much beer, mate. Um, but um, but yeah, certainly be an interesting game, uh, and we'll we're, we're, be watching that one with interest. You just you just hope they they can use the momentum of the the last um, last Friday night's result yeah. to push on, don't you? And, and 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 drive on from here, and and who knows, turn turn fortunes around. Um, and like Palace, indeed, mate. Nice little nice little segue there. All right, well, all right, we'll leave it there. Um, Thanks for listening. As always, you can get in contact via at Six Pointer Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram um, or at LeakTYR on Twitter. Um, also available wherever you get your podcasts because you're listening to it now, so I don't really need to say that, do I? And of course, the brand new app. Oh, the app, it. yeah, the, 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 the Palace Eagles app as well. But do check that out. There's a, a load of other Palace uh, podcasts in there, so it's uh, almost like a one-stop shop for all your Palace podcasts and, and news as well. Um Please do send in questions, uh, discussion points, topics for the next pod. Um, who knows if we get if we get enough, we might be able to do a midweek pod as well. So yeah, let us let us know your thoughts. Oh, mate, uh, you're committing me here. I'm not. I'm not well, no, no. I said uh, as a based <laughs> on, based on demand. If we get enough questions, so please do drop us a line, get in touch, let us know your thoughts on uh, on all things Palace and Espia. Good man. All right. Well, um, enjoy the uh, the weekend, Matthew. Enjoy your Saturday night. I hope uh, everyone else enjoys their. Uh, Evening. I'm going to have a few new Newcastle brown owls. Excuse the pun. Good man. Yeah. Well, um, Patch Brown Arnhart, we're having a few as well. Yeah. Um, cool. Right. Enjoy the weekend. At the Palace. At the Palace. The Six Pointer Podcast. Oh.